You're listening to Gensokyo Radio, live number 67 tonight. Welcome. We've got Nano and DMJ here. Hasn't been all that long since I've talked to you guys. Yeah, it really hasn't. <laughs> kind of a change. DMJ, yes. you are back from quite the experience. Yeah. With uh, someone who isn't currently here, but I, I hear he's back on his way from work. Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, so, yeah, me, Zara, and my girlfriend decided we were going to AB this year. <laughs> like we've done every other year for the past uh, well, five years now, actually. That's somewhat of a milestone, I think. Yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting how um, how this year differed much from last year. Really? Yeah. Like... This year, it was a lot. I would like, okay, I don't know how, like, do we want to just go ahead and just jump feet first right into, well, like, this I, year and, like, what happened this year I that mean, made this year so much different than last year? I think that's a good teaser. I'd like to wait for Zara until we kind of dive into that a bit more. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> I know we want to like, jump on it, but... I know, because, like, there's just the things that happened that made this year just, like, weird compared to previous years. Interesting. Um, well, I guess we'll hear more about that throughout the show, and I, I'm also curious to know, because I haven't really heard uh, much from you how it went, so we're all going to be learning together about how this year's visit to Anime Boston went. A lot of it is a lot of pre-game and a lot of post-game. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> well, other than talking about the past five years in Boston, which is kind of the subtitle of this show, we've also got music for you, of course. A bunch of new music, high-rated music, stuff from Tama Onsen, Saitokina, Squaria, Orange Jam, Surfit, and Aladdin, Akane Bane, Digital Wingies, New Sounds, Elstomary Records, Elstomary emotion, pretty much all the stuff that you are used to hearing on these shows, but a lot of it is stuff you haven't heard on the station before, so. Yeah, ooh. Always cool to hop into Tasty s- jams. I stuff love tasty like that. Jams. You want to know something, something interesting? Sure. So, beforehand, I actually have not listened to much of the station, mostly because I am at work, mm-hmm. and I was on my family's data plan. Oh, yeah. Since I got this new phone, I've actually been listening to the station a lot more. Well, that's and cool. I'm, yes, and I'm, now I'm like, like now I just get in my car, and plug plug my phone in, and run the station with off the one speaker that works on my car. <laughs> Fun fact: Dolby Atmos actually can work in my car. What? Because my yeah, my phone's got like some sort of like chip that allows for Atmos to kind of like work in my car. Not well, but work. And it it's weird trying to hear what Atmos what fake Atmos is trying to do. Huh. Interesting. You still there, DMJ? I see you. I see you lighten up, but you're not. Uh, you're not all there. All right. So we'll get to, back to him. Uh, we'll hop into some of the music here we've got tonight. And uh, yeah, 
So this first song is something that we've been kind of using as sort of the teaser music to our visit to Boston this year. This is White Crow from the album Pop Culture 7, and you're listening to Against Tokyo Radio Live number 67.
listening to Kintsuki Radio Live number 67 tonight. DMJ and I were just in a discussion about uh, certain audio setups. We were talking about, if you guys have ever heard of Linus Tech Tips, I'm sure we've probably mentioned it on this show before, uh, but they do a weekly show called The WAN Show. And for that, they have a microphone that sits in between two people. All of that's hooked into some various audio equipment uh, of unspecified nature, but we can kind of guess what a lot of that stuff does. And so I was just asking DMJ what his current audio setup is like, because we he, I think, mentioned during one of the past shows that he wants to kind of get his setup up to speed with what the setup here in Oh, uh, I oh, in actually, studios. like, what, my norm, my, normally my goal is when your spec changes, I change to yours so okay. that we mirror if we have to do anything. Right. Uh, and that'd be really handy. So we, we were talking about uh, how you were able to find everything that I have except for the compressor that we use. Yeah. And you mentioned that you were like, I don't want that compressor because it's a rack mountable compressor. It's, it's like, it's one of those where it's got little tabs on the side and you can slide it into something which would look very much like a server rack. And I'm like, well, that's a that's what I have. Like, it's a, it's a rack mountable compressor. And uh, so, going back to Linus Tech Tips, they're like they run a they run a nice show. Like they have, it's it's all very like nice and professional. Except for whatever reason, I feel personally that they tend to struggle with the audio side of things. They have you know they they have great cameras. You know they have like like. Red, red, red weapon cameras red. with like 8K video and all of this fanciness, and they have. I think he said he bought like the ca- like outside of the cameras. Each camera has about maybe 33. Uh, no, I think he said it was like 5,500 dollars worth of accessories on each camera, and they mm-hmm. have two. <laughs> yeah, because well, red red camera stuff's unreasonably expensive, but it's professional grade, and you're catering to a different market, so. Um, economies of scale, I guess. But when it yeah. comes to their audio stuff, I personally feel that they're always a little behind. Whether it's like in their videos where the audio level will fluctuate from video to video, like their intro volume is never really consistent. Um, some people were like, you guys run this stuff and, and while they're doing their shows, they'll, they'll wear like either lapel microphones or they'll have someone holding a microphone above, depending on the situation. Uh, but in a lot of cases, it's like you have to bump up the gain so much where you start to hear noise in the background or, st- or stuff like that. And it's like, come on. Like, I know visuals are really important, but people always underestimate and undervalue the audio, audio component of it. And I so, mean, I'm, and this is this is coming from a guy here who <laughs> I only download Flack oh, because man. any amount of compression causes me to like cry (laughs) and like at work when i'm like listening to like podcasts or something and like my phone for some reason and only it only happens at at ktp plant in louisville i will randomly drop out out of lte to 4g and it compresses and then i'm just like i can no longer hear that nice bass i was hearing as well as I could. Yeah. This upsets me, and I have to reset my phone. Sometimes three times a night. AT&T, if you are listening, please fix your cell tower. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so when it comes to their, their WAN show, their setup is they've got one microphone split between two people. They've got that stuff hooked into uh, some sort of like small server rack. It's like a, I don't know, maybe a 10U or something that sits off to the side next to their table. And I'm sure one of those components is a compressor and probably one of those components is a rack mountable mixer because you no, know, they actually do not have a rack mountable mixer. Actually, the only rack mountable audio equipment they have on there is the compressor and they have like something else for gain. But the mixer itself is actually sitting underneath the microphone. Okay. And it's it's something similar to what you have, but the larger version. Mm, I don't think I don't think it's reasonable to go any larger than the mixer I have well, for what well, they do. For for them, for all of the audio inputs from both laptops and the main the, the main computer. They they do a lot of there's a lot of wires and it's crazy like So uh, I know that whenever they hook up I know part of their setup is probably going to include digital audio to some degree because whenever they hook in, all they have to plug in, to my knowledge, is just an HDMI cable. Well, yeah, but they also have uh, to plug in all the audio equipment below them on that server rack into the mixer that's sitting on the table. <sighs> well, anyway, so in between shows, like weird things will happen. Like two shows ago, it was like all the audio was panned to the right a little bit, and people were like, how did this happen? Nothing changed in between the previous show and this one. Uh, and the answer is probably something to the effect of, well, someone probably bumped a, a dial somewhere and now your balance is off. But here, I I mean, I don't, I don't mess with anything in between shows and I know that I don't bump it because it's oriented in such a way where that's not really possible. <laughs> So I don't mess with the dials, but I mess with the sliders, but the sliders is mostly volume and I don't care Yeah, well, because the... if because I always keep the thing slapped over to alt. I never go to main mix unless I have absolutely have to because that that channel's borked for at least recording. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I just sit there and then I just play with the dials until my ears don't ring anymore. And that's probably why you want a new mixer, I'm guessing. Oh, yes. <laughs> Get rid of my dead mixer, please. It works. For, it work, works for me to be guests on show, but if I want to record anything, it's done. <laughs> I can't do it. Fair I enough. can't do it. <laughs> so Zara hasn't made his appearance yet, but one thing we can talk about is kind of the title of the show. You know, we've been at Boston the past five years, and what exactly has made Boston the con? to go to for our group um the people like i'm sorry i i noticed that this year like that's for me i feel like you know how toho con happens in socal well, and like when, everybody shows up there when it did sure yeah when it did and there was a lot there was a lot of people that showed up mm -hmm. but i feel like when we go there to ab the nucleus like because i know the big draw at ab outside of Tuhu is love live and whatever funimation's doing okay okay that's like <laughs> that's kind of news to me but i'm sure 
Well, yeah. If you don't know, Love Life like does a big thing. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Huh. Okay. Oh yeah. They had the they had a huge booth last year. Huge. Oh. And then Funimation took all that space this year. Oh man. And like they pretty much everything was like Little Witch Academia and stuff like that this year. So it's like. Sure, like okay. stuff stuff I don't even pay attention to. But uh, yeah, no okay. stuff nobody pays attention. <laughs> Sorry, to. everyone else. But there. that was <laughs> that was the big thing. But I feel like the nucleus for Toho shifts when we go, because that's where the arcade is, mm-hmm. and kind of like because we go with the Chuhu Ro Show. Mm-hmm. I like saying Chuhu, by the way, because that's what I said the whole time. Uh, yeah, sure. And I was and I was getting on people's nerves. It's fun. <laughs> okay, but. They they were up there, which, by the way, props to the Toho Roadshow. 20 rigs this year. 20 rigs. 20 rigs. We had one die on the last day. Oh, really? Like, oh, yeah. It, it, it's it's dead. It's the oldest rig. Hmm. Um, essentially, the display port just stopped working. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, it was uh, that was a fun experience on... Friday, uh, sun- Sunday morning when I was up there. Okay. I had to just, so, but yeah, 20 rigs. They have all the games. They are very nice people. All of them. They're, they supply, they, they do such a good service to the community, especially out there in the, uh, Northeast out there. So, um, why don't, so why don't we go through kind of through the years i, I kind of have it highlighted if you want to take a look at that but we started going in 2014 right mm-hmm. and that was the first like that was the first year that i went and that you went and that we met we met each other at ab 2014 mm-hmm. and we also yep. met with uh, a few other people um spark who is the community manager over at the facebook group page and uh, Imurak, when he was the library manager, of course, the yeah. current um, Zara is the current library manager, and he just popped online actually. Um, yeah. Hey, Nano. He better he better pop up in here, or I will. Uh, you you want to go check Zara in the green room? Yeah. yeah. You better uh, right. get him because well, I don't want him we'll get to. Him in here. <laughs> uh, I got words. <laughs> I got words. Okay. You're about to get memed out if he pops in. Well, he he's going to in just a little bit here. Okay, he better so. because I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down some fire. Fire? Wait, did something happen between you two, or is there a story to tell? Oh yeah, there are stories. Uh, are you fine. were you playing were you playing my my again, and that's why you didn't show up, Zara? Oh, oh um no, unfortunately <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> no, I was drifting. We'll we'll get to this discussion <laughs> later. <laughs> I was busy drifting. Sorry. Okay. Is there is there snow over there, or is like what what are you dealing with over there, Zara? Oh no, we're we're fine. Oh great. Well, hopefully my snow doesn't hit. Uh, you know, become your snow. Everyone underestimates just how quickly we can clear this stuff. It's we're good. I mean, we can clear it pretty quickly too, but it doesn't mean that it's still not fun to drive in. I guess. If you're in a city like Boston, though, it's a little different. Like cities are especially efficient at clearing snow because they have to be. Yeah. All uh, right. But anyway, so to catch you up to speed, Zara, we're just diving into the sort of the history. And actually, I just realized that uh, this breaks about to uh, 
wrap up in just a little bit here. So you know what? Um, tw yeah, t 2014. Let's let's hit this year, and then we'll get into the other four years with Zara. Yeah. Because I don't think we really knew Zara in 2014, right? It was Not much. it was like me, you, and Spark and Imura kind of, and that was yeah. pretty much it. And 2014 was significant because it was the year where you and I met, of course, and Imurak um, and Spark, like I already mentioned. Um, but we also met pretty much like most of the people that we interact with there now. Like, yeah. like uh, you know, like like PTR and Gandalf and, and the people who run the RKW. Um, gosh, and back then they had six rigs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah compared to the 20 they have uh -huh. now they've like Which... super grown you know yeah um oh. we also ran our first panel there of course and there's actually a video of that up on youtube and uh that was significant the folks at shrine maiden were nice enough to give us sort of a 15 minute slot for us to sort of say our piece all right so this is wrapping up here i've got a song coming up from the album Epic Faith, and that is followed by something from Akane Bane off the album Suture once again. This is Gensoki Radio Live, number 67.
it's live number 67 tonight with Lunar Nano was here, hmm, DMJ and Zara. I've replaced Nano. You have replaced Nano, essentially. Are you sure? Or is Zara Nano and Nano Zara and they just swap places freely? They are one and the same. Nano actually lives on both the east and west coast at the same time. Simultaneously. <laughs> Simultaneously. He's, he's, what is it? He's, uh, how about this? He's quantumly entangled with Zara. Mm-hmm. That's how it'll go. Uh. <laughs> so I don't know if I want Nano this. dies, Zara dies. I don't know if I want this. You are, you are linked by fate. All right. So, Considering how Nano takes care of himself, I don't know if I want this. Oh, well, how do you know that? So, we had talked about the first year of Boston. <laughs> We've got the other four to cover, so let's uh, jump in. 2015. Uh, so the first year, we actually stayed at a hotel that was like way far away from the city center. The reason being that it was cheaper. We had like eight people, and so we had a couple of hotel rooms in a cheaper hotel just to save money. It made sense at the time. But it's pretty annoying traveling. Uh, even though the mass transit system is pretty nice, um, it was pretty annoying because you we could never stay at the convention center past midnight because that's when the trains would stop running. Uh, so what we did was the second year, we just stayed at the hotel that was on site like a lot of other people do. And that made a ton of sense. It was also the first year, I think, where we were invited and we specifically went uh, there ahead of time to help set up uh, the arcade. or. I don't remember if like, cause I remember there was like one year where we weren't there in time to set up, but we were, we've pretty much always been there to help take stuff down and, and move stuff back out, right? That was, actually no, it was two years. I think it was, no, no. But something, something like that. So, I mean, we have, I guess since that point, just tried to be helpful. Uh, you know, there was like a, a year where um, either uh, there were less people to help out and they were actively looking for help or um, or just like extra hands help uh, make the setup process faster and of course with more rigs being added like year after year I think like the first year was six the second year was like 10 or 12 or something mm -hmm. um, and then it just kind of went like 16, 18, 20 or something like that yeah um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been the the entire setup has grown over over the years, and that kind of thing isn't really possible unless you have a lot of help. So our presence there being just helpful. Oh wait, hold on, in Lunar. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, you say that with a lot of help, but again, when we get to this year, things change. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll we'll hear about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, third year. We, I think the third year was the year where we went there and they were like, hey, this person donated this sound system specifically for you guys. And so we were able to use that to, to, to play music and just add atmosphere to it because that's kind of what we do um, at, at the arcade. Like in, in exchange for like helping out and stuff, we get a little bit of additional exposure and we're also able to share the music in person with people in our little corner of the arcade. Except one year, it wasn't just the corner of the arcade, it was the entire back wall, and that was kind of cool. Yeah. 
but I think the last two or three years it's been kind of in the corner of the arcade and we've had our own table set up back there, which has been really snazzy. Um, the last couple years, so starting in, I think, yeah, the fourth year, uh, 2017, just last year, we yeah. had a banner, which we were able to affix to the front. Um, which yeah. I was I was so happy that we had it this year because I was just like, oh, wait, we, we, we have the banner if Lunar's not here? Why? We need the banner. I think, how did I do it last I feel like I would have, I think I ordered the banner and had it sent to Zara, much like how yeah. we did the same thing with the handouts this year. Yeah. Those were just sent directly to Zara because there was no point because I was not going to go myself. So um, I should also mention what was significant about 2016, so a couple years ago, was Nano was there as well. And we had our second panel at AB. Uh, that particular panel was a standalone panel. It was an hour long, and it is, in my opinion, probably our most strained panel, uh, which is also kind of the reason why it's not on YouTube. Um, we were tired. We were, we were all very tired. But <laughs> yeah, you guys are pretty loopy, even if you're not tired. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, in contrast, I'd like to say that our best panel was probably the one that we did the year before that at Tohokan. And that was 2015. Um, one that Nano, myself, Puzzle was there, and uh, Sean Shiplock was also there, because he was still part of our staff team at the time. So, and of course, if you have Sean in anything, that just makes things, like, at least five times more interesting, right? <laughs> so... Oh yeah, it's a wild card. I, I remember. A wild card. I know this isn't Boston related, but during the time that we were still setting up, Sean was sitting over on the far side of the table for me, just like cracking jokes every other sentence he spoke, and and just making sure that people who were in the audience waiting weren't just like waiting and bored. So that that's always cool to have him around. So um oh also did you know that he I I don't know if this is a direct correlation but he tweeted out an image of um Boston. no he tweeted out an image of a uh a, a not a poster but just like a, a sign on a wall that said auditions for blues clues yo <laughs> like so he better be blue no <laughs> <laughs> just the dog just noises. Just the dog. No, because <laughs> Blue's the only character that doesn't talk. Yeah. Uh, that or he better be like salt is like third child like human. So, I don't know. So Sparks. Pe people on people on Twitter, of course, replied to this and said that, <laughs> like, people want him to be the next Steve, right, or the next Joe, or you know. Yo, Wouldn't it just be hilarious? Will touch Steve. Did you know? I mean, like, so, so it's it's not it's not as weird as you might think. Cause like, if he's got the right look for it, that's one thing. But, it, like, he's very charismatic, um, like personable. And uh, did you know that that Stephen Burns, like the person who played Steve in the original Blues Clues, um, was like part of a rock band or something? Yeah, he still is. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter so much what your background is as much as how you're able to interact with with people through a camera. Because, uh, yeah. like, believe it or not, doing that a lot would... 
kind of be difficult over the long term. You have to really like believe in it. Anyway, that's a huge tangent, but <laughs> oh yeah, let's let's wheel this train back on track. It's, it's still a cool idea, though. So yeah, and uh, yes, so now we are on the current year, twenty eighteen. You guys can kind of take it away from here. What? Oh, so, uh, we twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen was was we had we had the banner and we helped out and we didn't oh, okay. didn't do a, a whole lot that was of note other than just still being there and and it was a, a bigger setup than the year previous so yeah so uh 2018 mm-hmm. let's begin two weeks prior to the event so it begins with me logging into my computer and making sure our hotel reservations were 100%. And I check it. Everything seems good to go. I send out, like, telling everybody, hey, here's the pricing. Which, by the way, I still need to get that to you guys, and I'm sorry about that. I've got a lot yeah. of problems right now with my car, and I just need to get the PayPal stuff together. Uh, um, yeah, I think I owe you a chunk of cash for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I go and make sure everything's kosher. Yep, room's good. So, night before... Actually, no, let's go the night of as I'm working. So I'm sitting on the line and I get a text through Discord and it is G-Man. And he's like, oh, who, by the way, we went with Nitor Inc. Uh, I think we had him on two shows ago. Uh, and so, we yeah, were, fair, fairly recently. Yeah, yeah. And we they were talking about their game, Nitor Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, and we decided that we were going to kind of get together with them and be like all right we're gonna go together to indy and you guys can chill with us so i get a i get a message from g-man and be like hey i'm trying to get a hold of henry and henry needs to talk to you i'm like okay it's the night before he's probably want to talk plans so mm-hmm. i give him a call yep. and he's less like oh thank god you're coming and i'm like yeah i told you he's like yeah but i i i, I was not 100 percent sure you were coming I'm like okay and he goes, yeah, Scott's not coming. Mm-hmm. What? Scott's not coming. I got everything. So for those who don't know, it it's like the core of the Toho Roadshow is two people. It's PTR and, and Gandalf for Scott in this case. And, and yeah, it, and if, if one of them's not going, that's like half of the deal. So instead of being able to balance the weight, he had to do all of the main stuff. And then on top of that, his car decided to die well it was dying he said the car's making the trip up it will not be making the trip back oh gosh so it's like as soon as it's up here it's staying here i got a second car that i'm driving back home and i'm that i bought (laughs) well silver lining though is this new car is absolutely adorable oh yeah yeah, it is it's it's a it's very adorable um was it um was it plates though new plates and it hurts yeah i was gonna oh, yeah. ask because uh he he was the holder of the toho plate for a certain state right i yeah i think yeah. he was going to go he was going to try to renew those vanity plates but at the <laughs> time he did not have the vanity plates yeah so well actually i just uh i just got wisconsin plates so that's a thing <laughs> so he we're, we're having this conversation like okay this is our plan we're gonna land and Zara's gonna get us. We're gonna go to the hotel. We're gonna do whatever we need to do. Get our registration taken care of. Which registration was interesting. So we were apply. We have applied for associate staff. Yay! Fun associate associate uh, staff time because 
previously we were regular con attendees. Mm -hmm. So, and what's the big difference? What's the big difference there? It's like it's it's huge. No, skip the line, and the cops won't stop you, (laughs) and you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's the difference I saw. But I mean, as far as like, you, you have to understand, remember waiting in line, uncertain of if you'd be at event X in time, right? As, as an associate <laughs> staff member, like you also have the responsibility to, because because in your case, you were specifically helping out in the in the arcade, and we've tried to get yeah. associate staff badges before, but they're of course limited in how many they can give out, and usually that ends up going to I, PTR I don't think they are Gandalf. I don't think they are. Are what? Mean mean like we can get as many as we want. I would assume because when I was talking to him, he's like, oh yeah, I can get like everybody. I'm like what? I'm like okay. Well, it sounds like it's changed a little bit because it, it, it always used to be bit. like because PCR would basically say, okay, I can, I have two badges. Now we need to figure out who they're going to go to. And it wasn't like he actually had the badges. It was these are the number of people that we're going to have apply we, for them. We will talk about this in a bit, okay? Because this is actually a key point of the trip. Sure. So, so. We we said, okay, we're going to get our badges. We're going to get on a flight. We're going to go. We're going to land. Zara's going to get us. We're going to get to the hotel and everything's going to be kosher. Mm -hmm. So we roll up and I land. um, Trip was uneventful. I mean, you know, typical plane stuff. Yeah. Landed Logan, get in a car with Zara and party hard all the way up to when we get to the Sheridan. Mm -hmm. So we meet up there. G-Man was already, has already been on the ground for the past hour and was waiting for us in the lobby. Okay. So we get together. We're like, okay, we're going to go to our room and we're going to get our stuff. Now, this year, booking was different. You didn't do it through the hotel. You did it through the con itself. Okay. And they had their own custom API for it. Mm-hmm. So I was going through their motions and they had cutesy names for everything. Hmm. So what I assumed to be what the standard is, because these were the rooms that were available to me, the standard would have been two doubles in one room, mm-hmm. four people. Yeah. No, that's called the double double. When I hear what? the words double double, I assume it's two rooms with two double beds. Double, 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 or, double, 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 double. Or, or like what we had in Japan where there were four beds in one room. So, or was cut it, to... Or, or was it three? But anyway, I digress. <laughs> cut to us opening the room for the first time and turns out... It's a, it's a single bed. Yeah. Yep. One bed in the room. This is like what is going mm-hmm. So, day one... We get we get together, we get everything in the room, and then a text saying, Hey, we're already down in the in the vend in the uh, arcade. Can you come set up? Okay. So me, Zara, and Ashley and G Man get together and we go down and we take get or uh, because we were like, Okay, we got Oh. I think I'm losing him again. <laughs> We have your staff. 
We have your staff. Yes. The, uh, back. the staff is a very powerful weapon that you can use to... Uh... Anyway, DMJ, yeah. you cut it a little bit, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, um, we have your staff. Nope, and he's gone again. <laughs> Alright, it's time for another music break. My uh, connection is um, very angry. So, let's cut into some... What is the next one here? We've got something from uh, the album... Uh, Behind Glass from Orange Jam. This is flowing into you, followed by something from the album Life Sick. And it's Kinsoki Radio Live number 67.
の価値を耳なのか短時間で島で感じた価値観だ時間は今だ止まったまま我だ困りは漁港島の生徒を思う中央無人に体を打ち back ムーンウォークも学歩道遠ざかる気持ちと勇気はなくしたためなくなくしたためめる文房具エンガレッツは自業自得とすでに答えの出た自問自答みたいなもんと間違いをまれくだけだダイヤモンド砕けた日記はうまじりじりじりバラバラに降り注ぐクリステルマッチを彩れば美しくまた疑問が透けるなら明日はグッド夢夢見よう今ヒューメンにまで見たヒューメンに手が届きそう仕事全部腐食したいのにあの日のことが離れない夢夢 just to walk us 求めものはきつかなだもうの中に答えはないような気はするけど非現実だったら今は指摘もういないし今は指摘に誘惑する執行誘惑いつから自ら作り出した方程式の中だな今はしてきっとずっと一歩打つこうメビンスのワークグルーリも終わり同じ場所に来る自己完結できないデジカ到着暗中も搾取で約束の場所に来る夢で見とればエンディングストーリーはたまったレジストーリーに過ぎないただの変に都合いい現実逃避それでもヘテクエンピースのシーン苦しんでなぜ生きるなくしたき朝起きると株級を全部急なら俺の負けに切るアスファルト蹴る向かい風を切る今ヒューメンにまで見たヒューメンに手が届きそうだから難しいこと全部腐食したいのにあの日のことが自分に指切るなのに夢はまだ足りないまだまたとないチャンスはまたない掴むわら消すそれはわら I wanna change your mind 報われる人生なんてそれほど多くないよ人はそれをカルマと呼ぶけどわかるわけねえよ全部くたばれよ人の答えは一つとは限らないさ苦しくたって生きる見つける気朝浮かぶ急に火を代入俺のマイクに切るアスファルト切る向かい風を切るオーナーに尽きる君に指切る今ヒューメンにまで見たヒューメンに手が届きそうだから難しいこと全部腐食したいのにあの日の言葉離れない This is Gensoki Radio Live number 67 tonight. 
We've got listeners tonight, uh, a shorter list because of our connection issues this evening, but we have uh, David with a five, Rastaja, Shining, Kagechi, Chris, one, Elite Asian, I hate you all, Elite Asian again, and Mr. Sketchy Etchy. From the following countries, Cambodia, Canada, Finland, France, Germany, Japan, Mexico, Russia, Ukraine, the United Kingdom, and the United States. So thanks everyone who's listening at this time. As I just pointed out on Twitter, if you are listening during the live broadcast of this, we will be doing a rebroadcast after the show for those of you who are trying to listen and are uh, coping with our connection issues. We had this happen the last show, and I'm only mentioning it now because it has been a pretty visible uh, thing that we've been dealing with. So, and if you're not able to catch it after it broadcasts live, then we will have it on our website. Uh, within a week, or if you are a supporter, then it will be available to you um, probably at the end of the weekend. Speaking of supporters, we have a few of them, including Zeronik, who has rejoined us as a sponsor, Meme Slayer, Wanamingo, General Quillman, Kagiro Days, Mr. Sketchy Echi, Arane, and Kisone Kinoma, as well as all of our other supporters. Thank you, everyone out there who is supporting. If you want to support the people behind the radio station and behind the various projects that we work on other than GR, you can support us by going to our campaign at patreon.com slash lunarspotlightmedia. And GR is not the only thing that we work on. We've been working on some other things as well. Um, API development is always a thing that's sort of going, but that has sort of a deeper purpose, which I'll get to in just a moment. Um, one of the more interesting things we've been working on as of late is doing this sort of audio spectral analysis project. It is very cryptic, it's very like generalized, but essentially we are analyzing audio for certain key traits so that we can use it for uh, what will hopefully be a really cool uh, secondary project and that will sort of tie into GR a little bit it won't necessarily be part of Gensoki Radio it will probably end up becoming its own thing but early on you'll see a very strong tie between this particular side project and GR and all will be made clear to you in hopefully the next uh, month or two it has made huge progress in the last month, and I really want to share it with people. It is some other certain key traits and features of it are being shared with our supporters out there. So once again, thank you to everyone out there. <clears throat> All right, so let's get back into it. DMJ, you were very much in story mode, and then yeah. uh, and then connection stuff happened. So, um, so something staff staff badges okay. maybe I'm, i don't really yeah. know where you were so so henry told us to go meet us at the back of the convention center to help him offload mm-hmm. um and he says hey i have your staff badges uh why don't you come down and pick them up for me and we will go and do this um since the only people that had staff badges uh were me zara and my girlfriend uh flan who was with us, who was going to her first con, uh, we decided, you know, okay, let's go down there and help. So we meet him, we get our, we get badges, and he hands one to me, and it's mine. And he goes, Jacob, here's yours. And then she turns to my girlfriend and Zara, and he goes, Zara, you're James Woods. 
and and my girlfriend, another staff edge, goes, "You're Brittany. I don't know where yours went. I think I- Island has them." Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So we we're just like, "We'll find them later." So we go upstairs. We're offloading all these computers, which twenty computers, four projectors, and all of the audio equipment to run them is heavy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And we had to carry it three flights. Yep. Each way. Mm-hmm. It sucked. So it was fun. Did it work out? It was. It was fun until we got to like the three of the heaviest towers he has. Those hurt. I still like my arms still kind of ache from them. <laughs> um, so we set up and we get a couple rigs running Notor Inc. Uh, we got a couple rigs running. Uh, we got the rest of the rigs kind of up and running. Essentially, there was a couple of hiccups that we worked around. Uh, we set up our stuff. We put the banner up. We got all the handouts out. We were good to go for the next day. So we come back down and I'm trying to look for Island. I'm like, okay, Island, do you have our staff badges? She she goes, no, Henry should have had them. And then I walk up to Henry. He's like, Henry, you're supposed to have our staff badges. He goes, wait, what? And he counts out and he only has nine. They were supposed to be 11. Hmm. And so we're like, oh, something's wrong. So he's going through his emails trying to figure out, okay, where did our other two staff badges go? Uh, all spaghetti, all. Turns out, so the way it works is he hands AB a list. Mm-hmm. List then says, all right, these are people that need staff bad. And then they wait till they have a finalization date, just in case people are added or subtracted from the list. Mm-hmm. And each time he has to submit a new list of anything changing. Mm-hmm. Turns out my girlfriend and Zara were on the last list. Oh. But he had a reply chain for the second to last list. I see. So they so, they probably they only observed the second to last list and yes. that's where the other two were missing. Okay. So he's sitting there freaking out. And he's just like, oh no, I have now two, I'm now down two more people because he assumed we did not pre-write at all. Hmm. Turns out, this is when I found out you don't need to be pre-reg to be staff. Hmm. Well, it would have been good to know. Yeah, that, that would have been very good to know. But in this case, it was a good I'm glad I plan. didn't know it. Right. That was, the, that was just like, oh no, no, no. Here's what's going to happen. We'll give the badges back to whoever needs them because one of them was Scott because Scott was supposed to show up at least on Saturday and Sunday. He did not. Uh-huh. And James and Brittany were also supposed to show up. So we gave those back. We went down to pre-reg, came back up. We got our badges. Now, fun fact, AB staff does not, as long as you're with staff or associate staff you can go right on through in zara's case when he got his bridge he went with three people and he was able to be fast-tracked through the line back upstairs sure me and my girlfriend tried that and got stopped by boston pd oh okay yeah so <laughs> boston so that won't be the first time well so but weren't you the one with the badge though 
yes, but it, my girlfriend did not. Oh. So she was it's Boston it's, PD's it's, like if she doesn't have creds, she cannot be fast tracked. Boston enforcement is inconsistent. Dude, have you ever have you ever parked at a parking meter, paid for it, then come back, paid for it, like paid to extend it, and then got ticketed anyway? Wait, okay. So this was also another thing. Zara drove. So he had a car that he had to constantly maintain throughout this whole convention <gasps> until Saturday. All right. So t tell that little story, oh, Zara. <laughs> oh, um, is it's pretty simply in a nutshell. Don't go to Boston. Just don't. <laughs> don't drive a car in Boston. Don't drive a car in Boston. Because like not only do you, not only are, not only is the place an accident waiting to happen. Uh, you cannot park. Hmm. Yeah, you, like, you cannot park for any longer than two hours without splitting open your wallet. So, like, every, like, couple of hours, he'll be like, okay, at four o'clock, he's like, he has this plan, and he's like, all right, four o'clock, I need to leave. I need, I, to leave. I need to make it to the meter by five. I need to move my car and then pay for that. Head yeah, back I'll down, pay for uh, parking again. And then um, I pay for the parking again. And then I got a fucking ticket in anyway. It was insane. And then he had to move. Then he decided he, he was able to buddy up with somebody from Northwest. Or what was it? Northeastern? Northeastern, yeah. Yeah, somebody at the university. And he was able to finally get a spot there for the rest of the weekend. Wow. Well, that was nice. Yeah, it was like this whole thing with the car. And then, so anyways. So let's start day one. All the hiccups are out of the way. Okay. All the fun is like all all we're doing is now having fun we played the music we were having a good time um i mean like i was meeting we were met with a lot of people um interesting enough this year nexus was not running the whole arcade okay actually yeah, um nexus this year yeah this year it was tokyo attack and i'm actually pretty glad because tokyo attack um the january january this year the, the guy from Tokyo Attack acquired a set of my my cabinets. Mm -hmm. And this is where I will tell that story later oh comes in. Okay. So Zara has this pair of gloves he's carrying around. Uh -huh. I They're... thought it was for cold. No. No. no I, it was I, to play hours upon hours upon hours of my my. Did you ever see the video where Nelson was playing my my? Did you ever notice that he yes. was wearing gloves? That's why. It's, well, it, I, it's he, a friction Zara explained to me, he's like, this is so that your hands don't die. Uh -huh. And I'm like, what? And then he's sitting there and he's playing and it's like Osu, but like on a cabinet. And I'm sitting here like, oh, okay. So. Darn washing machines. Darn washing machines. Yeah, that's what we the, called it. <laughs> the whole time we were like, where's Zara? Oh, he's at the washing machines mm -hmm. again. Man, yep. those clothes, they're just so dirty. Mm. <laughs> The, the um, you gotta work the out. The thing about the thing about my my is that you have to move your hands a lot, mm -hmm. and the screens don't have like the best. The screens don't have like the best uh, sort of slip, I guess, to them. They they're just sort of like regular touch screens. They're it's like it's basically glass. Yeah, it's just regular glass touch screens. Right. So like if you're playing with a um, once you get to around expert level 9 10 ish mm -hmm. the move the maps move fast enough that you really need to you need the gloves will really help you 
because um, the idea is to have less friction. Mm-hmm. So you can slide around the so you can slide around the screen better. So uh, the horror story, the constant horror story, is um, in uh, Japan where some people. Some people would like not bring gloves, forget them, and then try to play anyway. Um, there's always the story of the guy who tries to play like a level 13 map without gloves, and you can rip the skin off your finger. Yeah. No, so not good. So this is a constant like this is a constant meme throughout the whole time, where I'm sitting here at the booth, and I'm like, "Where's Zara? He's at the washing machines. He's over playing my mind, and he's just over there." constantly playing my mind <laughs> like i think i saw him at the booth for like a combined i want to say like maybe 14 hours and that was it now to stress this lunar remember how i told you that it does it's 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 not as much work as you think it is okay yeah i had to take a nap because yeah, I I know because I tried to contact Tokyo you. <laughs> the the issue with Tokyo Attack was, even though they said they were opening at ten, they opened at eleven late on Friday. So I got up there. Uh, I got up there at eight to get everything set up, make sure everything was kosher before we started, mm-hmm. and then Henry came in and then we started. So they were late, and then I stayed till two to help break down because Henry had to leave early because he actually was not staying in the, ho- the same hotel here. No. He was staying at the Hilton across the street and he was staying with not other drymated.org people. So he kind of needed to get back into that room and he didn't have a room key. So I was breaking down every night. So near the end of the night on Friday, I was, I've been up already from... I want to say 7 in the morning to about 2 a.m. And then Henry walks over and he goes, I just got told that we're reopening at 9 tomorrow. Oh, geez. So we're out opening an hour early. He's like, I cannot make it in. Like, I cannot make it in. Great. At this time. So, like, no worries. And, and the I thing, got and, Well, yeah. So DMJ covered it. But the thing you have to realize is that you have to have someone around watching the arcade setup because it's 20 rigs goodness knows how much all of that's worth like you just have to keep an eye on it yeah so that's why this is necessary otherwise like the arcade would open and you have all these machines sitting like not turned on we we are essentially part of the group the staff that makes sure that stuff's working yeah so i told him don't worry i got you bro so he he's like okay cool so this is where I was testing my limits. Now, I know a lot of people know I work night shift. So the previous night, I literally went from third from I want to say 4 p.m. on Wednesday through till two nine-ish in the evening on Thursday. No. And then I have to do a quick turnaround and do all this. So I'm my like my sleep schedule is all done. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm a good dude. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna yellow it. So me and my girlfriend, we wake up, we're at six, 
We go down, we get donuts, which was a lot, a lot better this year. So we got a pretty insane schedule. Because because this time around, they preloaded donuts. Oh, nice. I've never seen any place do this. They preloaded donuts where you just walk in and goes, I want a dozen. Do you care mixed? I don't care. And they just hand you a box two minutes. Like you pay and then you're walking out with donuts. Yeah, they, they get pretty. It's the um, it's the uh, Dunkin' Donuts right outside the convention hall, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they get loaded constantly yeah, absolutely. during the weekend. Yeah. So all of that is going down. And then, oh, and another thing that changes here, um, Kilga, who's the third, I want to call auxiliary person that kind of runs everything. Mm-hmm. Um, who's kind of responsible for a lot of the logistics, uh, didn't plan out for uh, a dinner this year. Ah. So there was no trip to Eagles. That you were a part of. (laughs) That I was a part of. And this is where I'm getting to where I was worked. I worked pretty hard. So we show up, and me and my girlfriend, this is about a So we get everything up and running. We are having fun with a lot of Notorious, which the, the demo for Notorious is so much fun. Actually, I think I watched that more than <laughs> any other game that was up on the big screens it's, because it's that the, game was just so much entertaining. It's the dancing so cucumbers on the loading screen, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, actually, so what's interesting is at the same time this was going on, there was actually a Notorious tournament Ooh. in Malaysia. What? Yeah, he was telling me that they also had a demo copy, the one that they that uh, I remember I told you that he had a V2 that was out Thursday night that needed to be put on the computers on Friday. Oh man. That was the Malaysian edit with oh, the new game. Okay. So which had all which made the UI for demoing a lot better. Interesting. So he threw it up. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me out throughout the whole day. He goes, like, I think it was uh saturday he he told us like yeah somebody uh somebody was on the uh played notori inc on the regular mode and was able to get 109 get uh, 100 uh score 109 wow it and then somebody turned around at ab that same day and beat it at 114 oh man it got up to 148 at some point <laughs> that's insane oh did it i didn't see 148 which was it the uh the one not on the projector probably um yeah. and the the projector really helped out because there was uh i was uh very often during like the end of saturday beginning of sunday people would be like people would be in line for a washing machine and uh i'd, I'd just hear them sort of like look over at the toho section and be like ah it's uh, the warrior wear you know, oh this is yeah. right that was something interesting you have to like what's really interesting about the game is you do not need to be familiar with warrior wear to play the game yeah. Because there was like even event staff that was showing up and kind of playing it, and I was like, yeah, they were cool. it. "Like this game is weird, but it's a lot of fun." And I told him, "Like yeah, it's like Warrior Wear." And he goes, "Oh, now I totally get it. <laughs> it's it's literally a blast." And some of the games are like really interesting. I think like a couple of my favorite ones is where you have to swat wriggle with the broom. That one looks like it's it's so much fun. Just that little game. Um, and then oh, there was another one that was really fun. Oh, shake the uh, soikas off the beer mug. <laughs> That's in the standard mode, yeah. Yeah, that is actually like it looks so much fun. Interesting. So we we were, I think it was, yeah, it was Saturday. It was about around 
four o'clock-ish, uh, people were going down to the Toho photo shoot. Me and my girlfriend look at each other like, we cannot continue. <laughs> There's no way. Like, we are going to pass out here at the, the right here at the booth. Mm-hmm. So I talked to, I talked to Henny and like, look, I need, I need to get some sleep. And he goes, how many people are you have staying back? And I'm like, and they're like, oh, we got a couple. And I'm like, awesome. As soon as they get back here, I'm going to ask him if we can go to bed and just take a quick nap because mm-hmm. we need it. And that was about around the time you got a hold of me. Yep. And I, I was just like, and I was just like, hey, we're going to go take a nap. I'll, I'll call you when I wake up. <laughs> and so I set an alarm to wake up at six. So lo and behold, it's eight o'clock now. <laughs> mm-hmm. After we went to bed and we wake up, we run back up to the arcade and Henry's sitting there running the show and he goes, oh, thank God you guys came back up. I was running this whole thing alone and I felt so bad. <laughs> but I was just like, oh man, I was running like the whole show all day. I needed to sleep and I was able to like, we go get, we went to get California Pizza Kitchen, came back and knocked out the rest of the night. We were, we were blasting music. We were handing out uh, doing handouts we were having a lot of fun and really interesting is like right across from us where the booth was and i don't know if i ever caught any of the footage but right across from us was actually a psvr booth oh yeah um, that was running uh a game made by dead state productions i cannot remember it's some sort of like futuristic like multiplayer 2v2 shooter that was really interesting but that was drawing a lot of clouds towards us. And on top of that, right next to us was a row of projectors, which they were running all of their fighters on. And right next to ours was the uh, Switch booth, which was really interesting because I brought my Switch with me with my Tuhu game and was playing kind of like off and on playing that. But the issue was same thing, same issue I have with my phone where my nat type is too restricted for the Nintendo Switch to play. The Sheridan and the Heinz Convention Center both have Nat Tight, which is incompatible with Switch's multiplayer. Hmm. So we couldn't get any of the Toho games. To- uh, the Discord chat has the Discord chat has gloriously reminded me that I lost the Fumo at uh, the photo shoot. Oh yeah, Zara, I'm so sorry that you lost your 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 Fumo. What is that? I'm so sorry. He lost his Marissa. He had brought a Marissa Fumo with him, and then somebody stole it at the shoot. That's yeah. I had I had brought it along just to like complete the outfit for the photo shoot because you know, haha, lol, lol, Marissa was thing. But uh, it was good up until the end of the photo shoot. Is that, so essentially, is that the gag where it's like Marissa stole all the things or something? Because what they normally do at that Marissa, point, yeah, what's up? But Marissa was stolen. Like how ironic. That's ironic. Sad, but ironic. But and somebody else was also telling me like they bought a Yukari Fumo down at the dealers. Hmm. Down in the dealers room. And what was really, really, really funny about that was he lost their hat. So we were joking around saying that, you know, ha 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 your your two who died because it lost its hat. Oh. But at the same time, that's also really sad. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, like, what they normally do during that part of the photo shoot 
gag or whatever you want to call it is they'll they'll do the shoot with all the things around Marissa or whoever and then they'll prevent everyone from clamoring in at the same time and they'll point out every item so that people can grab it one by one and that's supposed to prevent that kind of thing from occurring so did they do it that way or did they not I was not there so Zara was it like- uh, they did but my phone uh, my phone was not part of it I was oh okay hmm alright yeah cause I was up I was actually up running the at that time Okay. But it, but it was like, around that time that I Yeah, then I guess But overall, I think it was like a really positive experience because we. And that might be my cue to play more music. So, all right, let's go into the next one here. This is something from the album Equation, followed by something from Stilling, and it's in Security Live number 67.
「だらけたらららららら」
Soki Radio Live number 67 with DMJ Zara and Lunar. Just getting back to what we were talking about for Anime Boston this year, doing sort of a recap. Take it away. So that was pretty much like all of Saturday was pretty much work, sleep, work for me. Probably my my for Zara, correct? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. I was definitely playing a lot of my my and uh, very sad that it's gone now. But I'll be back. Yep. I, how much? You, you were telling me like how much time did you spend at uh, how much money you put on your arcade cards in Japan for my my? So, well, so like let, let me let me put it from my perspective. Um, the thing that we did while we were in what was it Osaka? I think um, when we didn't know what we, else to do was we, we went to round the, one. <laughs> yeah, we did the uh, Dotonbori tour, except without as much food. Uh, Dotonbori, nice. Dotonbori is usually about food, but we did a little bit of food and the rest are dating. Yes. So we're going into Sunday. We decided, hey, it's going to be a good idea to interview the people from the tour Inc which we did on camera, and you will probably see it later if Lunar gets to the footage, hopefully. And it doesn't sound terrible, because I had no way to review that footage. Which footage? Uh, the footage of us uh, interviewing Nator Inc. Ah, yes, okay. Yeah, it should sound pretty okay. I chose the quietest spot in the arcade hall um, with them, and my GoPro is pretty good in loud situations. Okay to isolate vocals. Um, so the other cool thing that um, we did th- for this entire time was that we had our music on blast. We had the brand new handouts we were given out, which were a big hit. Cool. And we were also assisting Nator Inc. with PR as well because um, G-Man and his other his other people that were helping with sometimes were not there. They wanted to go off and do some stuff. And we were like, okay, cool, we got you. And we kind of like helped them with PR as well, running their stuff. And it was also probably the first time I saw Nano's game live. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Okay, I haven't even seen that, so... <laughs> it, it's... People struggle. Hmm. Like with ta- like under high pressure because you don't have a lot of time on his game mm-hmm. and i think it's mostly like- that um uh two of the dresses nano made were red and very similar so when the when the game starts playing high speed and the character model starts swinging it's pretty hard to tell so yeah he, he and i talked about that and I'm, from what he showed me they're all different colors like it's it's not that i i only saw it like a three or four times and I didn't see anybody play it on the hard mode. I only mm. saw the easy stuff. Okay. So I didn't see any differing colors, at least when I saw it. He has two red dresses. Uh, two red skirts. Mm. Okay. The, uh, the pattern is different, but they're both like the same shade of red. Well, tough luck. I mean, I, I would expect that there's still a difference. <laughs> so yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, I do have to say like those games... That game in particular is like, I would say maybe the easier out of some of them. Some of them are like Find Notori, and it's a 3D. That one was not very, I don't feel. 
And like, as it gets harder, they start adding like fake Notoris that are just frogs in Notoris clothing <laughs> that you think is Notori. Ugh. But we, we we had a lot of fun. We were with Notori Inc. The, pretty much the whole time. Guys are cool. Uh, I really hope they do, do their game does well, and I hope they're back again next year. I already know. I already committed for next year. Okay. My hey. girlfriend's already committed for Wow. Zara, are you committed for next year? I should hope so. <laughs> I mean, he's the local. I so. mean, like, he doesn't have a choice. Like I said, like I told him while we were at we were at the convention, like we'll go over there and break his knees. Because <laughs> he, he's the closest. He doesn't have an excuse anymore. I suppose. Yeah, we'll break his knees. You know what um, the other interesting thing is about next year? Is that it's been rumored that the founder of Gensoku Radio, Aratribe, might make an appearance. How much knee breaking do we need to do? <laughs> well, <laughs> see, in that in, knee in that breaking case, is now my currency. You'd have to drive quite a ways south to to talk to him, but uh, yeah, yeah, but it might be a thing. What about a lunar spotlight? Um, that depends on my financial situation, to be <laughs> quite frank. Um, again, uh, like we mentioned earlier, the support does help on that front. But as of right now, I'm still cash flow negative. So. Uh, I just put a juice box in your toaster. Thanks. Mm, Thanks, Mr. I don't need that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to straight up say right now that I think this year was a lot of fun. And I really want next year to be like twice i want to increase the fun levels so that my fun level is at the same level i got so like one of my one of my big reasons why i didn't go this year is because for the past you know previous four years i'd always felt like going to ab like kind of started feeling more like work it was like we, we would go there, we would help out, which is great. I you know, I like helping out and especially when it's within the community that we're part of. But that was something Henry was talking about this year. It's like if you're not having fun, I want you to have fun and I will do everything in my power to make sure this is Right. So I mean like that was like the big thing this year. And and that was I mean, I don't know if if maybe I sparked that conversation, but that was kind of my uh, that was one of the thoughts behind it the other one being what you know the reason i told them last year was that essentially i was thinking of, of starting a quote-unquote business well here's here's reason why it's fun for me i go i go from my sucky work at where i work currently uh -huh. to having fun doing work for the community and putting smiles on people's faces, which is a lot more fun and enjoyable in my birthday. It's like um, when Linus, when Linus from Linus Tech Tips, sorry to go back to this, <laughs> went from working from NCIX to working for himself, doing what he wanted to do. That kind of, that's what it was. For me. That's what it is for me. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, technically I'm working, but I'm in my mind. It's not really working for me. It's enjoyable. Yeah, 
Um, and it, it wouldn't be like it would be fine if say I were in Zara's position and it was just like a couple train hops away or whatever. But in my case, it's a $400 plane ticket, a $60 badge, a $200 hotel bill. Like, you know, it, it just doesn't, yeah, if you're not having fun, then it doesn't yeah. make sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I just, I, I don't think I'll ever want to miss it. It's one of those things I kind of like, um, I went to AX the one year and, uh, it was fun, but unless I had a reason to go, I wouldn't go back. Right. Isn't that just line con though? <laughs> so I mean, I actually managed to dodge it for the most part. And, right? and I I can definitely justify it more. Like say the like last year when you, me, and Zach went touring about Boston the day after AB. Like that was fun. We went on a beer tour. We went to Chinatown. It was like a different experience, you know. Yeah. And that was that was fun. And I, well, I would do something like like just be just to be able to hang out with my friends, you know, like that yeah. that in and of itself is worth it. Well, AB is really, just a bonus. It's the only reason I even go to cons anymore. Right. Uh -huh. well, what's really interesting was so after everybody left, me and my girlfriend actually stayed one extra night because we were just like, we are going to need sleep before we even think about going on a plane. Mm -hmm. And so we spent pretty much that whole night eating eating uh what is it what is it called room service i have never had hotel room service in my life hmm. what'd you think it was awesome i had like some like burger and she got mac and cheese the mac and cheese was like not that good but hmm. the burger was awesome and their fries were even better oh that's cool yeah like they they had like a professional chef on staff and they were open late night like pretty much almost 24 nice very cool um and and that was like also the first time like 4k tvs that in in like you didn't mean like anything external you could just go on the go on the remote and press either hulu netflix or youtube wow you know how much linus tech tips i oh, watch man <laughs> that's like what i used to do when i <laughs> i used to have good quality internet i would just flip on whatever the last thing i missed was i mean like Heck, what was it like last night or this morning or something? I watched the last episode of Wan Show. There it is again. Oh, I watched it on uh, Twitch. That's my new, oh. my new drug. I actually when they're actually live. I subscribe to them now. Oh. Um, I got you, know, you know, whenever they Amazon see people Club. doing that, whenever they see people doing that, they're like, uh, thanks, but why? <laughs> well, I also have an Amazon Prime sub, so uh -huh. it's free for me. Sure. So I don't care. Hmm. Yeah, the thing about Boston to me is that most of the fun stuff in Boston is not in Boston, it's around. Oh, here's like around the, Boston. Thank you for bringing this up. So here's my trip back. And I don't think anybody, I told anybody else about this. So me and my girlfriend were getting ready. We Uber from the hotel to the airport. And yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have ridden you again, but I had work on the Monday. Yeah, you, you were fine. So we show up at the airport. I go up to the kiosk to go pin in my my numbers to get in to get my tickets and as soon as i hit enter i also have american airlines little text message notifications on my phone and i looked down and it told me my flight was canceled out of logan to new york indefinitely hmm. and i'm like um wait wait nice so i go over to the desk and tell them hey my flight got canceled and they were just like oh yeah new york's getting 
a ton of snow. <laughs> hmm. So we're just going to avoid New England. Interesting. <laughs> and he just shot us straight down to Charleston and then jetted us across to Louisville. Huh. But I get home and I'm looking at like like the airline stuff and pretty much like all of JFK is down. Like there's no planes going in and out of New York. Yeah, New York's actually not that great with dealing with snow. Hmm. Which is surprising. Uh, very surprising to me, given yeah. the geographical location. Man, yeah, it's man. like Boston's further north, and was pretty much the guy was that I was at the desk with. He was just like, "If there's anything we are infinitely better than New York at, it's dealing with snow. <laughs> it was dealing it was with funny. snow, dealing with hurricanes, stuff like that." It was funny because I had to go to the 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 guys that sit right before you go into the gate and go out to the go out to the plane i was talking to them because our seats were not next to each other we wanted to get seats next to each other mm. and one guy turned to the other and he goes huh, jfk's getting pretty hammered and the other guy and the other guy turns to him and goes let him have it we got way too much you know you know you're right <laughs> which which was pretty funny given like you know you guys had pretty much a whole month of super storms uh-huh. and yeah absolutely like I'm surprised I wasn't like walking into Fallout 4. Like (laughs) things are burning. Mm -hmm. Like you have people inside Fenway just like, you know, rising up against the government. No, no, we have uh, we have almost Japan level snow clearing. It's pretty good. Wait, like is Japan really efficient with snow clearing? Um, so if you don't know, like northern Japan is one of the snowiest places in the world. Oh yes. That sounds so good. <laughs> so they they have to be somewhat proficient at clearing snow. Ah, yeah. wonderful. Like if you so, basically the humidity in Tokyo translates to uh, well you know when it's cold enough that doesn't just stay water in the air it turns into snow. Yeah, uh, we found out it rains a lot in Tokyo, like almost as much as London. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So. What's really interesting is um, that during this whole, um, I get during the whole convention, uh, I was completely unaware that there was going to be more Toho games from NIS. On- yeah. Like I got home, I opened up my, I opened up Discord or no, yeah, Discord, and somebody was just like, Toho gets a Wanderer on the Switch at Target. What? Yeah, did you? I actually posted about this. It got yeah quite a bit of reach. <laughs> yeah. So yesterday or a couple days? No, it was last weekend. I went up to GameStop and pre-ordered Dork Souls, which is coming out next week. Did you say Dork week. Souls? Yeah, Dork Souls. Because I'm, I, I I feel like I need to get like baby bumpers for my Switch. Oh right, yeah, we had that discussion. Um. The uh, I got Gensa Wanderer for the Switch, which is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that comes out in July, I believe. I think it's on the 17th. And then I pre ordered the new Smash Brothers. So, yeah, I'm I'm getting all the good games. Okay, so yeah, uh, if you guys have a Nintendo Switch, don't own a PS4 already. And don't own a piece that decided I don't want to buy the game on Steam. 
Uh, the Switch copy is going to have a limited edition. It's only on the NIS site, from what I understand. Um, and you can pre-order it. I, uh, I, it comes with a bunch of stuff. I don't know off the top of my head what everything is. Um, so yeah, check that out if you're a Switch owner. I will definitely be on it and playing it and having fun. Cool. Yeah, um, I guess I would recommend that for like those people who know they're going to want the game regardless of how it plays out. Uh, if you're looking at it for purely the game aspect, uh, I would recommend it looking at some reviews because that one has had mixed reviews but uh as far as as far as the content the characters and all that stuff i mean you know go for it if it's I something mean, you want toho game you can play on the go yeah it's true that's how i see like you could take your toho games on mm-hmm. and you can't really i mean what else can you do that with at this point so um i yeah what else that's a rhetorical question dmj <laughs> okay uh, he was going to answer it. Before we kind of wrap out the last few minutes of the show tonight, I do want to mention that we've got some promotion going on. Um, obviously, we did a little bit of promotion at Boston earlier, but uh, we've got new handouts and, and stuff like that. But uh, we've also got some things planned up for later this year. We've got a group in France, I believe, who is looking to help us out. That is, I want to say, May. Um, I asked them about their group. Um, I believe their group is called Toho Pai. It's supposed to be a mash of two Japanese words, if you know those. I'm not going to explain it, but um, I asked about their group, and they said, um, "Yep, they're they're going to be at an event, which they're actually one of the like main groups of managing the event, which is pretty neat." Uh, it's an event of like 1,500-ish people, so think like the first year of Tohokan. Um, you know, still worth going to for a lot of people. And their group is like 15-ish people, so like it's a big group. And they've got a decent-sized booth because they're one of the main people behind the event, and they said they're more than willing and able to help us out, so we're going to send some stuff their way. Uh, some handouts, probably a couple t-shirts and uh just get us out there in uh in europe so i just i just think that's so like that always gets me every time just knowing <laughs> there are people that want to promote for us outside of north america because every time it's like oh somebody in europe oh, wants to you should. i'm like you should have. i feel special that's nice <laughs> Yeah, I mean we've we've done promotion in in Finland. Um, the uh, the digital Miko T-shirt design was was designed by someone in Finland, which and a lot of people were asking me if we were rerunning it at the convention, and I told them we are, and we got delicious mugs. I am. Where did my mug go? Oh no, it's still out there. <laughs> okay. It's still out by the coffee maker. I have my mug. It is cool. a nice mug. Yeah, you mentioned some. Actually, you know what? I'll talk to you about that off the air. Uh, you, okay. Um, past promotion. We've done. We've done stuff in Finland. Like I said, the artist is from there. Uh, we've been in Germany, Indonesia, Hong Kong, Japan, of course. Um, at both, I think C88 and C92, which uh, was the one I was at even. So yeah, uh, we've yeah. we've been out there. And if you're someone out there, it doesn't matter where you are. Um, if you're going to an event, especially if you're with the group and you're interested in helping us get the word out, let us know. Emails at staffagandsocuradio.net. And like we mentioned, we've got shirts and mugs 
and uh, those are available up on the website as well. Any proceeds from that go directly back into the station. They don't go to us as people. That's different than the campaign that we mentioned earlier. It goes back into helping to pay for server costs and website domain uh, names and keeping stuff like that. Keeping the lights so, on. Yes, keeping the lights on this station, the website, and everything that has to do with that specifically. So All proceeds go to sending me to Japan to get more music. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I, I wish, but yeah, it's actually yeah. cheaper to have someone proxy it like we did earlier this year. So or last, was it last? No, it was this year, actually. That's how we got um, albums like Solar and stuff. So anyway, that about does it for this show. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. We're going to be rebroadcasting this for people who are listening live and for everyone else. We're available on goodsocurity.net and Mixcloud uh, once we're able to get those uploads up and going. And uh, probably Satchel as well. So we're out there. Thanks for listening. Thanks to DMJ and Zara tonight for joining. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time. <laughs>